Hey, and welcome to Mutant Puke, where a weekly music podcast, and every week we review the newest music to hit the charts. My name is Ivy, and today I am joined by Jackson. Hi, hey, hello. And our lovely returning guest, Josh, from Properties of Nature. Hey, it's your boy. It's me, Josh. And uh, <laughs> keeping the, the cuck chair warm, we got we got our good good old pal producing Nakey Jakey. My name is Demetrius Carmichael Albertson. Okay. Yeah, it's like one of those weeks. It's one of those weeks, everybody. It's uh it's it's a lot of shit. We I say that every week. Th- Yo, this week. It's not as much as it's not as much as that last time. Y'all I made mean, me listen to the entire Miley Cyrus album and then I removed it. <laughs> okay, okay. So it wasn't just me. I also, <laughs> I never got to talk about that. That was mid. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, fucking, we did. I'll let it. you go. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, let's, oh. can we get a follow up from something? Last time Josh was on the show, he he shamefully admitted that he <laughs> was putting off a feature for somebody. I finished it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Claps and check. Like Claps and check. Fucking month and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> Like six episodes ago at this point, I'd hope it's been. <laughs> uh, what would you do if I said it wasn't, though? Uh, I'd expose you. Yeah. You could expose Just make me feel even worse. <laughs> and just sit here and roast you for 30 minutes instead of reviewing music. But we don't have time for that, Josh. We got to get into it. We got to jump into it. We got to do the damn thing. Uh, yeah. And lucky for you, first up on the fucking list. Wait a fucking minute. Wait, is it not on first on the list anymore? There's no oh, notes. I didn't okay. put the notes. I, for, I forgot. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we're going to do Properties of Nature and Alucius Chalupacabra. Obviously, uh, we have Josh here, so I don't really need to introduce this. Uh, Josh, why don't you just give us a little rundown of the song? Give us a little backstory. Tell us, tell us, you know, how the song came to be. How you know, just whatever you want to fucking say about it. You're the guest. You 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 helped write the song. You're on the song. Uh, just show. take over for a minute. So uh, the song, the whole like concept was just uh, supposed to be overall about some kind of like uh, what are they called? They they were using Skinwalker as the the thing for it, but I don't think Skinwalkers do really what what was described in it. Basically, a monster that can just kind of like turn into people or other animals, mimic that's, sounds. Skinwalkers kind of do that, but I looked it up and I think Skinwalkers do. only do people. I don't think Skinwalkers turn 
or they only do animals. They don't turn into people. I can't remember, mm. but I don't think you're supposed to say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, I don't think you're supposed what? to say the name of the monster. I think. Uh, what? Really? Yeah. There's like TV shows and stuff named after it. Well, that doesn't well, make it we'll right. We'll stop shit. saying it. We'll is stop it, saying it. All right. Wait, why? Is it bad to say the name of it? Uh, Let's say S. Walker. I don't know. I can't remember exactly Skywalker. what it is, but uh, for coming from the culture that it is okay. the, uh, prominent from, you're not supposed to say the name of it. Like, beyond the fact that it's like, sub, I think bad luck or summons it or something like that. Again, I don't know the exact reason. Is it also like disrespectful? Not supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's good information that I did not know. Yeah. Well, my bad. That makes that Hulu show a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh the song's like split in half. The first half was uh like all properties of nature writing it and the second half like where Isaac starts singing is uh all Alucius wrote all that. Hmm. So, split. it's like a 50-50 split song, which is pretty cool. Truly split down the middle. Truly split. Yeah, uh I can go ahead and Give give my give my review give my notes bust on down into their ch- chalupa cabra. To be honest, I thought the the instrumental work was pretty solid. I definitely really liked the first half a lot, especially. There's a lot of like I'm gonna call them canyonisms in there. Uh, a lot of noodly <laughs> cool guitar work, uh, fun tones, a lot of, like very chaotic, but still makes a lot of sense. Um, and I love that in the context of the song. I think the feature is really nice too from. Isaac, obviously your vocals as well, Josh, are excellent as always. I think the only thing that really took away from this from me, uh, besides the fact that I'm just really, really burnt out on post-hardcore, is that there are so many like vocal tracks and vocal sections that come together that it almost doesn't let the instrumental portion of the song shine. Um, I kind of wish it was a, there was a little more breathing room for the instrumental, because uh, it just was so cool. I think that's probably why Keely asked if you guys were going to re- release an instrumental version of the song. Just simply because there is a lot of cool stuff going on there from the front to the back. Really good guitar work. Really interesting things happening. Uh, that I just wish I could hear it a little bit more. I think because of that, um, my rating ended up being a little bit lower. But that's probably also the the bias of me being very burnt out on this genre. Very excellent song overall. I think it'll fit really well on the rest of the EP once all you know five songs are out. I'm going to give it a high bronze, but that's very subject to change. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jackson, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's not a secret to me, too, that I'm <laughs> fucking burnt out on post-hardcore. Such babies. <laughs> sorry, it's a very... I'm still not burnt oh, out on post-hardcore. post-hardcore. Sorry, it's a very oversaturated uh, niche genre. I'm sorry. But okay, great. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give a higher rating than uh, the previous one, even though I uh, will say the same things. Uh, there are definitely, I will have to agree that there are some congestions with there being three features in the song. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm glad that uh, there was some kind of chaotic uh, sound with this, rather than it being kind of dull. Because if it was dull and post-hardcore, I would definitely just probably give a participation. <laughs> but uh, the vocals were mixed very well, and the instrumentals, uh, I wish they were uh, a more 
coherent to the song because they were actually very nice. I liked the uh, melody for it. The song itself, you know, I gave it a couple listens to and I enjoyed it despite everything I've been complaining about. So I'm just going to give it a silver. Swag, swag. Yeah, I I definitely, I agree with Jackson too. The, uh, the mix on the vocals and the production is very nice. Like everything sounds really good. It's just that conge- congestion, you know, as Jackson put it. It's just like there's like a no, lot uh, a lot of vocals. No open open space. Yeah. So, are you guys into instrumental breaks in music then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cuz I think I that's think... what uh Properties of Nature has a problem with. I don't think we do instrumental breaks. A lot of post-hardcore bands don't do that. I think uh, you know, we need look to at try DGB. to. It's something when do I, they ever do a fucking like instrumental break? It's something I do like about Dwellings because Dwellings actually does give time to breathe with the music where yeah. we don't. We need to try to do that. I think it's just uh, like it's it's really hard to when you're like from the perspective of a vocalist and lyricist, like writing the lyrics to fit the song. And, like, wanting to make something that's interesting and has enough vocals for the audience to, like, sing along and have something to, like, grasp onto for people who are just, like, you know, non, like, instrumentalists. Like, you know, because in most cases, people are just singing along, finding something to, like, grasp onto. It's really hard to find the balance between putting a bunch of vocals on it and having something cool to do there um, and also letting, like, the instrumental portion of the song shine. I don't think that's that necessarily, like, makes this a bad song, right? It's just... There's so many vocals. It's like some of the some of the stuff that for like I said the, the canyonism. Some of that stuff like I had to really listen in to try to get some of those cool instrumental parts like registered in, in yeah. my brain. Basically, I still uh, think it's cool. I think it's uh it's it's definitely another one to add to the list of the cool shit that came out this year. Um, I'm just post hardcore <laughs> killing me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, I want to say I liked the song. I like it uh, more than Clock Blocked, but not as much as Mind Goblin. I think Mind Goblin for sure is the strongest song so far. And I think it's because of those spoken word canyon parts. I think that really like scratched an itch that I haven't gotten scratched in a long time from a post-hardcore band. And I'm going to be honest, I think y'all should really pursue that in the future. Like, like you could really fill a void that a lot like Birds has kind of left, and no I one seems to we really be picking up. It's just, yeah. uh, I feel like we had, we, we did have a lot of songs that we were writing. We, like, shelved an entire album, and I think we were going to do a bunch of uh, spoken word shit on it. No, really? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I agree. I think that's something that uh, is really cool about your music specifically is you embrace kind of that chaotic song structure and adding, like, those spoken word parts and, like, uh, cool big vocal melodies uh, contrasted with, like, uh, interesting screaming parts. So I totally agree with Jake. Swag. We're going to do more spoken word. I also really liked Canyon's spoken word part. He did better than yeah. I did on on that other song we did. Nah, everyone's fire on that song. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> no, absolutely flames I, uh, on them. No, like our old, our first album, we had a song oh, word that I did. I feel like I flopped that. Nah, that last album was really good. I fuck with that shit heavy. Thank I you. fuck with this heavy. I just gave it a bad rating. <laughs> I, I would give it a gold just because it's my favorite song on the album. Yeah. And I'm biased because I'm in the band. You're but be. <laughs> but uh, shit. What's what's the next song? All right, moving on. Josh is ready 
to stop talking about his own band. Let's talk about someone. Uh, I feel we're like, we're like 10 minutes in. I was like, shit. Talk about another band related to this last release here. Uh, Dwellings, Waypoints. Um, yeah, progressive post-hardcore band from Modesto, California, Dwellings. We've talked about them before with their last release. I don't even remember the name of. That's how great of a fan I am. Um, Devices. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this song, I didn't love. Uh, there wasn't anything particularly that stood out to me. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe like, there was some cool, like, powerful vocal lines or, like, some catchy vocal bits. It felt a bit long for me. It's, like, a, what, four-and-a-half-minute song, which isn't super long, but um, with the way the, like, chorus structure is, it felt a little bit like that. Um, I did think the bridge was really cool. Um, that was probably my favorite part of the whole song, like, that middle section bridge where it, like, deviates and changes. But in terms of, like instrumental it felt like a pretty you know run-of-the-mill post-hardcore instrumental which definitely is a bad thing i think in in times that works in dwelling's favor it lets uh, isaac's vocals shine but uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give this one a bronze and then uh, let's hear from josh first yo i i give i seriously think i would give every dwelling song ever a gold just i I like every single song just definitely my favorite band the song was kind of long <laughs> But uh, I feel like it didn't get boring at any point. I feel like it still like flowed really well. There's this part like 30 seconds in where it's like, I don't exactly remember it off the top of my head, so I can't like like vocalize it, but it had this like dissonant thing that was going on, and I really liked that. It was like this like noodly guitar thing, and it sounded really cool to me. That was fucking sick. And I think, uh, dude, all the all the vocal parts are really good. It was it was really catchy. I don't think it's my favorite dwelling song, but I think it still gets a gold from me. I I loved it. All right, and Jackson, what do you think? I didn't love it as much. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we compared this to a previous episode. Another single they did, uh, it's like a couple months ago, I want to say. Devices. Devices. <laughs> Jake's going to fucking kill us. Sorry, go ahead, Jack. You don't understand my post-hardcore. I, I, I'm I, saying devices through gritted teeth because Ivy didn't remember the name and I said it. And now you're you're also not remembering the name, even though it... Whatever. Whatever. You're not even on the show. One day I'm going to die and none of this will ever matter. So who gives a fuck, right? Go on, Jack. Then we'll never have to re- we'll never have to review post hardcore ever again. <laughs> Finally, peace. Oh my god. I mean, I don't know. There's not much more I could say. I wasn't as big of a fan of the instrumentals as uh their previous song, whatever that was called, Devices. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, it was pretty part of the course. Uh, nothing bad about it. Nothing uh, I would remember much about the song or go back to listen to. Uh, but I could probably just give this a bronze because it was definitely not participation material. But I probably would not give it a silver. So. All right. That Let is me how just point out. System Damn, y'all are dogging hard on post-hardcore today. <laughs> But let me just point out, Dwellings has, like, Lemonade Town, that their first album from 2018, holy fuck, 
Was it, it called Lemonade Town? What, what the fuck, La- Jake? Lavender Town. It's Lavender Town. Whatever. It's a Pokemon thing. Oh my god, Jake. Dude. What the fuck? But anyway. What the fuck, Jake? You don't <laughs> yeah. remember. Seven, seven of the ten remember? songs. You don't remember the name? But seven of the ten songs on that album are over four minutes long. These fuckers yeah. just make long songs in general. It's their thing, but I don't think anyone really remembers that because their last album came out in 2018. Yeah, Four minutes is long. So like fucking long for this music. It's kind of long for post-hardcore. Well, it's like, <laughs> here's my thing. With, with the length, it's like if you're doing a poppier style of post-hardcore, you know, a lot Which of is what they're courses, doing, yeah. a lot of hooks, uh, a more simpler guitar work, something that's, you know, catchy and people can fuck with. Uh, when you're doing that and your songs are like over four minutes long, it, it feels like it's too long because you're trying to do something like, you know, quick, catchy hook and then add something in the middle, switch things up, go back to the hook part and then, you know, be done with the song. So when you do it like really long, that usually stands out to me because it's like, oh, I, you know, I've heard this bit like six times already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas they, like, they the got like Prague like song had, like, <laughs> they had like a ton of different ideas that they jammed into those long songs. Yeah. Like they were repeating things constantly. I can't, I can't fully agree with that statement. I yeah. just listened to the album a couple of days ago. Uh, I yeah, I wasn't. listen to it again then. I wasn't big on the album, but we're not reviewing that album. We're reviewing new shit, and we're going to move on to Military Gun, Very High, an American hardcore band from Los Angeles, California. Um, this is the first time I've actually heard of this band. Didn't we review was, them before? They were a hardcore uh, band. They were featured on a song. Okay. Yeah. The, for it, MS I, Paint? I can't remember who. Was it yeah. MS Paint? Yeah, MS Paint, right. You yeah, don't remember right. Jake? Oh my fucking god. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dogging on fucking Jake. <laughs> Every episode, baby. Mute pew, baby. Uh yeah, I didn't love this. I it was more so like the the choices that they made, I know you know it's a creative decision to produce your vocals this way, um, but it wasn't something. It's not. It's kind of like what Jackson said about the filter last week. It's not the kind of vocals that I'm you know into. Like it, I think it works for the way that they do their guitars and the genre. It's like a short and sweet kind of more poppy song for being you know considered a hardcore band. What's the vocal effect you're talking about? It's like, uh, God, how do I even explain it? I, this is why I like Keely on the episode, because Keely <laughs> understands the production yeah. side of things a lot Producer better than I head. do. It's just like, the sound of it feels like there's um, almost like, uh, maybe compressed isn't the right word. People are going to be like, mm. this bitch is a fucking idiot. She doesn't know anything <laughs> about music. But it feels like it's like really compressed to someone who has like kind of more gritty vocals. Um, to me, it sounds like they're singing like, five feet away from the microphone like they're in a big room i think which or something the instruments are more bearing than the uh vocals in this track rather than it being the other way around with a lot of songs yeah that's what i've noticed yeah so like i like i like i was trying to say is like i think it can work for this genre again it feels like a creative decision doesn't feel like you know just like they fucked up the production or something like that like by any means um, I think that it also works in its favor that it's like short and sweet and like you you know they get to the point. Um, but again, it's just not something that really stuck with me. It's not something I would I would listen to. I think there is a lot of good there if you like this genre. Uh, so definitely you know check it out if that's what you're into. 
Uh, but for me, I'm going to give it a participation, and uh, we'll hear from Jackson. Some decisions, uh, production-wise, uh, I would have to agree with. Not that it's a bad thing. Uh, with other songs, I feel like the majority of songs, it would have the vocals uh, more prominent than the instrumentals, which is the uh, opposite case with this song, uh, which, you know, I dig that. If uh, the instrumentals were more interesting rather than it being bar chords for two minutes. Not that I'd, I'm dogging on it. It's fine. It works. Just I wish it was more interesting. Uh, I do like the vocals, though. I like the uh, harshness of the vocals in the song. And uh, the front man really does a great job with uh, just that sound with uh, the genre that they're working on. Um, for two minutes, I think that's the right length for this type of uh, music. Not really something I would go back to listen to, but I thought it was pretty okay, enjoyable. I'll probably give this uh, high bronze right now. Maybe if this grows on me, I'll change this to a low silver. Cool. And Josh, what do you think? Uh, I wasn't a big fan. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like short songs either. This song, although being short, felt long because it kind of did the same thing for the whole song just the guitars were going so i can't really listen to music like that because i have add brain and it just freaks out <laughs> so not not a huge fan definitely a participation from me but it like it wasn't a bad song like for people who like this kind of music like you guys said i feel like it it'd be a pretty chill vibe yeah, I think that's well put. But yeah, moving on, moving on, something new, N more songs, more music. Uh, we're going to talk about Spirit Box, The Void, Canadian heavy metal band from Victoria, British Columbia. Spirit Box, y'all fucking know them. They got cool ass merch. <laughs> They've been around. They released some cool songs. This one, I don't know. I didn't like the last Spirit Box EP. This kind of reminded me of some of the songs on that EP, particularly like the, some of the middle sections. I don't even remember the songs, but Courtney's vocals sound amazing as always. They do such a good job at like what she does and she does it well. In terms of the instrumental, they're incredible prog musicians. Like they do really good guitar work. They have these really cool lines that normally will contrast some of the bigger chuggier sections but this song felt more like like i don't know simplified in a way i tried to find bits in the in the guitars that were a little more interesting like they normally do but it felt very chuggy simple uh just kind of straightforward sound the production's always solid and tight but there was a lot of choruses a lot of that like main line from it uh that she says that i, I would have to look to actually remember what it is but uh, it kept coming back to that, and I think that can work really well in some circumstances, but in this, the way that the genre is, it just doesn't click the same way. Something like, I don't know, fucking Circus Survive has a 10-minute song where Anthony Green basically says the same thing over and over again for like five minutes of it. I don't know. Uh, this is fine. Didn't really care for the last EP, so I didn't really care for this as much. Uh, I still think Spirit Box is cool, and I'm hoping that there's like, you know, they do some more out there stuff. There's a lot of talent there. They're, they have cool shit coming, but I'm going to give it a participation. Um, let's hear from Jackson. I've never really listened to Spirit Box that much. Um, I mean, I know who they are, but never really sat down and listened to a full album. But uh, what, uh, when I first listened to this a few days ago, um, 
compared to now, I think I it grew on me a little bit more because, you know, I agree, this is top-notch production, which I'm glad they did uh, with how much goes on with their songs, with uh, prog, whatever genre this is. I'd hate for it to, a song that has so much detail into it, be muddy, which um, I'm glad they had whoever did the uh, production for this uh, come through. Whoever the singer is, uh, what was their name? Courtney LaPlante. Yes, uh, I think she did an excellent job. I liked her vocals and the little bits and details for the instrumentals in the background, I liked too. The chorus, it's pretty okay. I think I, me personally, I would have done other things, but then again, like, I don't have as much <laughs> talent as these guys. Not even by a country mile. And what really surprised me is just how it ended. I like, I don't know why. I don't know how I can explain it. I liked how it ended. Just the uh, sort of abrupt ending and uh, kind of a staccato in uh, form. If that um, any, makes any sense, uh, I think I'll have to bump this up to a high silver. All right. Maybe towards the end of the year, this might be a gold. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a full release coming with this or not, but if there is, again, I like to give context to the singles. I I don't think it's fair to just rate a single and be like, I'm not going to listen to this band anymore. So I'm hoping there's more that comes with this. I just kind of skimmed through an article. I think it sounds like they're supposed to be, uh, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but yeah, Josh, I, how did you I feel, feel like I feel like I'm one of those people that listens to a song and I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to this band anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes i'll hear a song and i'll be like that is that's not for me and then i'll come back to it like a year later and i'll be like this fucking slaps but uh i actually liked the song it's repetitive like you said like it's it's it sounds it's very poppy i feel like but i liked uh the little stick clickies they had <laughs> i don't know <laughs> those are like uh, serotonin inducing. I thought the vocal melodies were really catchy and the production was really good. I also came into this song not really listening to anything by Spirit Box. I think the last song I heard by them was something they released earlier this year, late last year, and I really did not like the song. I listened to it and I was like, who the fuck is Spirit Box and why are they like <laughs> all over my feed and i listened to the song and i was like this is garbage i just did not like the song um and then i did eh, i don't want to listen to this band anymore <laughs> and <laughs> i never did and then <laughs> and then he put this on the list and i listened to it and i was like okay this is pretty good and i'm i'm like really specific about uh like i'm not a huge fan of uh female vocalists like just uh, Josh, Josh sexist confirmed. Hey, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> not sexist, but um, I don't know. There's there's like a handful of bands. Like when I hear a female vocalist, I'm not like eh, it sounds like Paramore kind of guy. But I don't know. I feel like I'm more judgmental towards it, which is shitty. It's but like bias. I really like yeah. I'm, I don't know. I really like when female vocalists have lower voices. Like <laughs> when I hear like those low notes, it's like whoa. Sounds really cool. But uh, I like the song. I'd give it a silver. I, I thought it was pretty chill. Cool. I think she has a really cool voice, too. I dig it. Very nice. Speared box. Uh, moving on. 68, The Captain Sat. Uh, American noise rock duo from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I, this, this one for me kind of was the same as I felt with Military Gun. Just not huge on the 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 style itself. Like, I, I like... Kind of the vocals and the guitar tone didn't didn't uh didn't really sit well with me. Uh, it sounds like it has like a filter over it. It's kind of different. I know they're like kind of an interesting sound though, right? I don't want to take away from the fact. I think they describe themselves as like 
a little bit blues, a little bit hardcore, something like that. And I think that's a really cool tagline. Um, but this song itself just, eh, I don't know. It, it kind of, it kind of lost me, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to give it a participation. I don't really have much else to say other than those comparisons, but, uh, let's hear from Josh again. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm not really a fan of this kind of music either. I didn't really like the recording quality. I think the the guitar tone I didn't I didn't like it. It's like really buzzy, like uh, it's, it's that kind of vibe, and I I don't know I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> but, but it kind of just did literally the same riff for what was it like a two minute song? Just the same riff. It really didn't seem like it was going anywhere. It did do some weird glitchy guitar thing towards the end. That's really the only thing I liked about the song. Like, the guitar started freaking out. I don't know what effect was going on there, but that was kind of cool. But I, I'd give it a participation, because I, I just I wasn't a fan. All right, Jackson, round us off. Um, Yeah, the one complaint I would say is uh, the one riff they've repeated over and over. Uh, but they did some other things along with that, with the glitchiness, and towards the end, I think they used an octave pedal to bring it down, which I thought that was a cool touch. I like uh, that type of touch with songs, where it just like drops down an octave. Again, with uh, what I've said before with vocals, very harsh and uh, almost screaming, but not really. Uh, I can kind of dig this a little bit. I can see why you guys would have uh, some complaints with it, but it's only two minutes, and it's not that long or even bad. <laughs> Your guys' opinion is wrong because the song is shorter. Yeah, that's what I sound like. I don't know. Two-minute two songs for me, I feel like they, they feel a little short. I'm going to end up releasing a two-minute song at some point, and people are going to be like, you Fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> the songs are too long. The songs are too short. Do you guys even like music? No. <laughs> Nobody sorry, likes Jackson. music. You can continue. Yeah, I'm also sorry I interrupted. Um, I'll just give this a silver. All right. With that, we'll move on uh, to Better Lovers, 30 Under 13. Uh, yeah. The note just says, just let Keely geek out about this. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't anticipate uh-huh. that Keely was just not going to be here. <laughs> I feel uh, like well, Keely would have well, loved this. Funny surprise. Uh, Keely sent us a video or a two-minute clip of her talking about it. I don't know what it says. I didn't listen to it. But we have that. I'm going to insert it here. So you'll probably... The listener at least will know something about Better Lovers, what it's about. Okay. Hello, puke people. Tis I, Keely. Jake was nice enough to allow me to pop in for a quick segment to rate Better Lovers because I was very excited about it. Thank you so much, Jake. I'm sorry for dogging on Fallout Boy so much. That's the only one I'll give you, though. Anyways, Better Lovers, super sick band. We have three members from Every Time I Die. We have Jordan Buckley, uh, Steven... I can't remember his last name. I'm sorry. And drummer, who's I only remember his nickname is Goose. All notable musicians from Every Time I Die. You have producer Will Putney, who's also in End and Fit for an Autopsy. Crazy lineup. And then Greg Pucciato from Dillinger Escape Plan uh, and does solo work and has worked with the guy from Alice in Chains, Jerry Cantrell, 
a rich background of musicianship in this band. It does sound very derivative of like the every time I die formula. Obviously, it was music written in that era that it makes sense. Greg's vocals on this are another level. Like I remember reading one of the first releases where Greg had summed up to say that he felt that this music was kind of done for him and that this kind of awakened that feeling to do it again. And you can so hear it on this track. Uh, It's a really, really good opener to announce that they're a band. The video was super cool. Uh, Greg does this vocal thing that people would either love or hate uh, as like the middle breakdown hit. And I fucking love it. Like the, uh, I can't even do it right now because allergy season shouts out allergies. Anyways, uh, it's getting 10 million gold for me. Uh, thank you, Jake, again, for letting me pop in uh, to just love on this a little bit. Uh, go back to the show. I hope you guys enjoy. Have a good episode. I'm sure Ivy's going to make some kind of comment about come upon returning because I, you know, dick wrote on this one. All right. Goodbye, people. All right. All right. They just heard it. Swag. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that. I- I'm going to have to go back and listen because I don't I don't know what Keely said. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> Keely was very <laughs> excited about this. Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, uh, mid. Um, but I was, you know, it was kind of for the bit. Because what, what it really boiled down to is uh, I didn't love the vocals. And it, it kind of grew on me. I listened to it a couple times since then. I really try to give it, you know, the old, the old try. I think the tone of the screams are very unique in themselves um and that's why it grew on me the middle section though i think rips i think it's very very cool um there's some really cool shit happening there instrumentally the the switch up with it and then at the end it gets a little bit faster and i like that style a lot more for this genre if it's like a little bit faster uh, a little bit more frantic i think that works really well especially with um the vocalists type of screams yeah i think with that being said, I'll probably give it uh, silver. It, like I said, it did really grow on me. I think it is cool. Um, I definitely want to hear like a full project from them. I know they're a super group, so we shall see. They're a super we shall group. See. Who's yeah. all in the the group? Uh oh, this is their only song. Yeah, it just it just came. Yeah, out. it's it, uh, Keely probably explained it all. It, it, we we can figure it out after the episode. Josh. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's it's fine. It's Greg Pucciato on vocals. He's from uh, uh the, Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the Dillinger Escape Plan. Every time I die and fit for an autopsy. Okay. Wow. Fuck. So yeah, big names, big 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 names. Uh, but. Uh, we'll hear from Jackson. So we got people from three different bands coming together to basically just kind of sound like Converge. That's basically <laughs> the vibe that I got. They even do like the the er, 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 the 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 type the, of the guitar chords or whatever that yeah like Converge that always uh, do like those like screechy uh, guitar works. Even the vocals aren't that different. But rather it being a bit derivative, uh, besides that point, I thought it was a pretty okay song. As far as ideas and innovation goes, it's not really there. But everything about the song, production-wise, vocal and uh, instrumentally, even the drums. Uh, I, we never even give shout-outs to drums. You drummers out there, keep keep working at it. It's, you're very underappreciated. 
<laughs> we love you guys. Besides all the dogging I just did, uh, like 30 seconds ago, uh, I like this song. Uh, I'm going to have to give this a silver. I wish they would uh, have more ideas, though, is my only complaint. <laughs> I mean, maybe Tis when the... they release more stuff. Hopefully yeah, not this all is the just songs a primer. I mean, yeah, I'll definitely listen to the full uh, album. It's also like, I don't know. I've I've talked about this before. I feel like there's like almost a curse and an expectation when you're a super group. You know, you bring musicians together from super successful bands and projects that everybody knows. You know, you're you're either going to get I mean, something that's like insane combination of all their talents or something that feels like very derivative. When and you have three bands, I think with clashing ideas and uh, we could probably get in the way with that. So they probably just have to go like lo- uh, like most lowest common denominator with uh, what they can agree <laughs> with. Because some people you, might you want think all their egos are getting in the way. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that. All, they all got clout. I'm saying it's it has happened before with super groups uh-huh. or even I just would argue groups. That happens with regular bands. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I think it would be more prominent or it'd be more expected when you have yeah. three big bands. They're coming together to throw ideas together. And it's like, well, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to get uh, their ideas through with uh, so much shit in the way. I can agree to that. To I hope extent. that's I hope that's not the case with this. Yeah. Uh, but let's hear what, what Josh thinks. I like the song. Um, at first I listened to it and I was like, uh, mid as well. But, uh, I actually really did like the vocals. That was like the one thing that I, I really liked. I thought the production was really good. Um, even though they were doing, uh, (laughs) I, I really like those sounds. I think those sound good. Um, <laughs> they're just so dissonant, really cool sounds. There's a part later in the song, they did the, the generic pop punk drum beat, the bit did bit did it bit did bit did it bit did it it. I don't know what the, I think I think it's called like boot camp booty camp rhythm or something. <laughs> and that's literally what it's called. They, they did that thing. And anytime I hear that, I'm like, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. But uh, but it's it's a thing they do in pop punk a lot. That's like the one thing I really didn't like. I'd still give it like a silver medal. I will listen to other stuff they release. I I think it. I'm I'm a little excited for it. I don't really listen to music like this. Uh, that's he- this heavy. I usually listen to lighter stuff. But when I hear something with really cool screams, I, you guys said you didn't like the screams. I I I, I really like the screams. Yeah, I think they're unique, uh, and that's like a good thing. But not at every point did it hit for me. Is basically what it boiled down to. Ivy, have you ever listened to uh, Dillinger Escape Plan much? Uh, yeah, I tr- I tried to because I know Casey really likes them. Yeah. Um, it didn't really click with me. I, I I've been meaning to like go back and try again, but I don't know. There's just something about this genre. Every time I try to listen to it, like unless it's like really specific, I just don't love it. Yeah, I'm a little bit the same. I've been meaning to listen to Dillinger for a long time because Casey showed me a song where Greg Pucciato screams so hard he like faints and it's like on the recording of the song or (laughs) something like that. (laughs) So yeah, it's just this type of music like Cow Style Boys as well. I love it, but it's hard for me to listen to. It must be hard to do that live if you have to pass out every song. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he does that. (laughs) So like this genre or this, this type of music where it's like like this heavy um with like the callous dow boys they're like math core i don't know if this is considered math core is it 
think this is just hardcore. Okay, like mathcore. I think mathcore is sick as fuck. Whenever I hear like weird yeah. time signatures, weird rhythms in any genre, uh, that's that's like a huge plus for me. But this yeah. didn't have that. I if it did, we... it would probably be a gold. If I heard I think... some like weird ass like five, four part, I would have been like, ooh. Yeah, I think with hardcore too, a a lot of the fun in it, um, is the live experience, like. Oh the, yeah, this shit would hit so hard live. Pop off, it, even if you don't know any of the songs, right? It's gonna be fun as fuck to go to a yeah. hardcore yeah, show. Yeah, the pit, the pit would go wild during this song. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, it just right off the bat starts out, starts out fucking with so much energy. Like that's why I gave it a silver because I feel like, like live, this this would fucking slap. Yeah. But I think we've uh, we've putted around the hardcore zone for long enough. I think it's time to talk about the Front Soft Bottoms core. Outlook, American pop punk band from Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Yeah, I don't like the Front Bottoms. I feel like at their best, <laughs> they're a shitty version of Against Me, and at their worst, they're a better Hobo Johnson. <laughs> I think it's fine if you like the Front Bottoms, but lyrically, it just never feels like they've progressed progress past a first grade le- reading level it's very on the nose it's very simple it's very like i saw a boat today and i got on it and went on a lake and now i'm depressed um this song itself though it felt very like simple uh simple instrumental kind of boring there is like a few parts that were kind of catchy and upbeat um but i could literally find 500 songs that sound just like this i i <laughs> the front bottoms have never felt like a band that's revolutionary to me. I think their vocalist sounds like shit, um, and I don't really like his voice like in any sense. But again, it's a genre that other people like for a reason, and they can connect to it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I just fucking hate this band. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a participation, and I'm going to go listen to Hobo Johnson instead. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Josh. <laughs> How do you feel about this? I'm I'm with you on a lot of those points. This <laughs> kind of just sounded like indie music with like a like a Midwest emo vocalist or something, but like again the lyrics kind of sound like they never passed a first grade reading level. Again, the I'm on a boat and now I'm depressed. <laughs> kind of feel really with this song. I think it was catchy. I think this kind of shit could play on the radio, but I don't like this at all. Participation. I'm not a Jack. fan. <laughs> Jackson. Uh, I'm going to be nicer. Um, okay. <laughs> Straight dogged on this. You know, I think there are other uh, artists like that can do lyrics like this much better, like Sun Kill Moon, where they can, well, he can, just one man. Just give lyrics just like a straightforward, almost storytelling uh, type a song building. But the thing is, like, uh, the vocals just range for being normal to just almost sound like Kermit the Frog, which kind of <laughs> gets me off-putting. Because he'll sing normally, then he'll just say, and it's your birthday. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kermit the Frog. Kind of, I don't know. It was. It really got me off-put. Like, I had to take a double take uh, first time I listened to it. Like, what? But... <laughs> The instrumentally, instrumentally, it's just um, pretty straightforward. Um, everything about it is just pretty straightforward. Uh, no risks taken. But I wish there'd be more put into songwriting, more put into 
uh, everything else, uh, or even just more coherent story, if they're trying to do like a story song type, uh, I would also give this a participation. I wish uh, they'll do better next time, I hope. <laughs> this one probably got more streams than like my band has ever gotten, and we just all rated it participation. That's a certified well, mutant puke stinker. If it makes you feel any better, stinker? I don't know. I, I have zero monthly that. views. Damn. <laughs> Let me view your stuff. I have nothing. Well, release something. <laughs> okay. Me and Jackson are working on it. Unregistered Hypercam 2 coming soon. This fucking bit, I swear to God. <laughs> you think it's a bit. You think it's a fucking bit. It's not coming. It's never coming. We're never going to hear it. You said fucking we'll 2025. That. It's never coming. <laughs> that was, two more years. That was on the years. lost episode. At the rate that this is going, this will be released maybe by the end of the year. All right. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'll be looking forward to it. Something else to look forward to. We're going to review Nerver, Chatpile, Brothers in Christ. Before you do that, I need to take a bathroom <laughs> break. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. perfect. That's the perfect time to split the audio. Uh, put some, like, a ditty or something in the episode. I don't know. I, I, okay, I'll edit it how I choose and you go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right, all right. We are talking about Nerver, Chatpile, Brothers in Christ. Uh, split EP, first two songs, Nerver. The last two songs are Chatpile. Nerver is noise rock punk from Kansas City. Oh, it was two bands. Yes. I didn't even fucking notice. That is that is (laughs) I was wondering why the last (laughs) half of it sounded completely different than the fucking first half. I was like, Man, read the read the thing. Like look at it. I'm sorry. Look at it. I listened to it while I was working. Anyways, oh, okay. but that's fair. I I get that. Damn. Okay, <laughs> that makes so much sense. I was like, "What is this band? Hardcore and 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 like like Nirvana? Sorry. Like what the fuck?" Yes, because uh, Nerver is a noise rock punk band from Kansas City, Missouri, and Chatpile is an American rock band from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm just gonna start out and say, flat out, this was by far my release of the week. I definitely loved the Nerver side much more specifically the nerve has some really cool fucking shit i think i think this is another band that i would say would probably be fun as hell live uh the vocals really steal the show for me on the nerver side uh the outro on the nerve fucking rips and honestly a lot of the vocals reminded me of george frederick douglas petite of alexis on fire their screamer um and the instrumental even reminds me of some of the the like more like chuggier straightforward alexis on fire songs i just think it was fun the screams were definitely the highlight for me uh and kicks in the sky had a really powerful ending as well uh that served really nicely for those two songs like just really fucking knocked it out of the park on the nerve side the chat pile side i didn't love as much um it's a lot different it's much more vibey uh the vocalist reminds me of eddie vetter of pearl jam which i think is kind of funny not in a bad way. I think it works for their style of music really well. I think Cut was the preferred song of the two between King and uh, Cut. I liked Cut a little bit more. Uh, I feel like the guitar tones on Cut made the song feel a lot more chaotic. Like there was just like kind of random riffs happening here and there that were that worked really well. Uh, and the middle section just really pops off in that song. So uh, overall, I'm going to give it a gold. It is my release of the week. I'm going to listen to a lot more Nerver. They're really fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll hear from Josh. Uh, yeah. Can you can you let 
I, I need to hear what Jackson <laughs> says about this before I say something. Like, okay, all right, fine, got, Jackson, just go need, ahead. <laughs> Josh is being a I little bitch know. right now. I need to know. <laughs> Hang on, let me look up Am what I Anthony wrong? Fantano had to say about this before I say something. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, I I did the same thing. I was listening to this while working, and I didn't even notice until later that uh, this was a split EP because I was listening to, through the songs like, am I on a different artist? Because it just like changes uh, drastically. And then I had to double take. like, uh, no, it's the same album. Oh, wait, this is uh, Chat Pile. Because I, I thought these are all Chat Pile songs. Like, oh, wait, no, only half of them were. So I'm sorry. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, you were not alone. Uh, I've, I've never heard of Nerver before, but I have to say, I think they were surprisingly the standout for this split EP. Uh, I was going in, you know, because I really liked the, uh, Chat Pile album that came out last year. It was one of my top five. Not to say that they put out fucking stinkers in this EP, because that's <laughs> not the, that's not the case. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I just, uh... I was really surprised with Nerver how much I liked it. There are two different sounds in the split EP, which I'm thankful for. I'd hate for that to be like two uh, artists that are just the same sound combined together to make chocolate in slightly different flavor of chocolate uh, concoction. <laughs> which I I have the mindset if you're gonna do a split EP, it has to be distinct and different like sounds or even genres, in my opinion. But an interesting point. Um, the two nervous songs just really fucking goes hard, and I just did not expect it. And remind, keep it in point. I thought this was chat pile this entire time until <laughs> until King came on. I was like, okay, that's more of a chat pile song. This is the more drone drone uh, drawn out uh, vocals with like more. Uh, psychedelic guitars slow riffs i think if i were to pick out my favorites uh track from each of these artists i would probably say kicks in the sky and cut from both bands it's a f four tracks uh pretty uh short and sweet i think it gets it's as long as it needs to be and i think uh all these tracks are good in its own way, and I'd have to give it a gold. Awesome. And Josh, have you God. formulated an opinion? No, I my <laughs> opinion was formulated. I just God, I you didn't fucking after like hearing it. you I didn't, didn't like not it. Fucking, this was the worst <laughs> shit I've heard out of the whole the whole list. Damn, I was not a fan. I want to preface this: if uh, Chat Pile or Nerver listens to this this r review. Maybe disregard it because <laughs> I obviously Jackson and Ivy fucking loved your shit. You're doing something right for the fans that actually listen to your music. But for me, this was like the absolute opposite of anything I'd ever want to listen to. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the production. Like I'm, I'm dogging on this hard. Like if I, I feel so bad about saying this, but I thought it was funny. I because I I think it's true. Like you know how people say like a guitar tone can be like crunchy or crispy or twinkly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> For that first song, "Kicks in the Sky" at the beginning, if I were to give that tone a name, I would say poopy. 
It sounded poopy. That was a Damn, poopy Jesus guitar tone. Okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> you don't no, need to name their guitar. You can't be store. super apologetic and also say I don't know. I guitar just thought it was funny. Poopy. Hey. <laughs> I don't even think it's the, it's the guitar You got to be kidding me. It was the tone. bass. The bass went like way too much over the guitar. Maybe I don't know. I didn't like it. A better descriptor would be like a sludgy guitar tone. It was sludgy. I'm not a fan of sludgy guitar tones. I I just don't. I they're like the least uh, aesthetic thing to my ears. I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't really like the production on the songs. They really just weren't interesting to me. I <laughs> you did the same I'm shit kind of blown MS Paint away. last time you were on. And MS <laughs> kind of fucking rules. Yeah, MS Paint. Well, you you said that they they did all of their instruments with um synths. <laughs> yeah, See, they that do was a like a mind too, fuck. fucking rules. That's that's sick. I I also wasn't a fan of them either though. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I I thought they were good. I I just didn't like the vocals. Seemed really like repetitive and kind of boring. I loved the the tone of the vocals, like the voice, great in MS Paint. The, I love the voice. I just wish they did more. Like we're not gonna talk about MS Paint. Uh, yes, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm shitting on yeah, this. Why, why I'm fuck? shitting on Nerver so hard. I'm sorry, Nerver. I I'm just not a fan of the genre. You probably made a sick ass fucking song because obviously you got two golds. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to give it participation for both bands. Uh, for Chat Pile, I heard off-tuned vocals, and that is a huge no-no for my ears. I don't like hearing out-of-pitch vocals. Like I, I could hear that it was flat at parts, and I, d- I don't like that. I think they might not be pitching their vocals, which is a a choice on the musicians. I know some people love raw, uh, real sounding music. People just, uh, people eat that up. I'm that's uh, again like the opposite of what I listen to. I like heavily overproduced shit, like fucking auto tune the shit out of that stuff, you know. So I'm so biased. I feel like I feel so rude about this review. I'm sorry for saying your guitar tone was poopy. <laughs> um, I have to give it a participation. My opinion's probably wrong. Oh I'm so God. sorry. Hey, still better than Avenged Sevenfold, though. That, oh that Avenged Sevenfold God. single, oh this whole album blows that shit out of the this park. This is a cross-episode dogging never yeah. before seen. Jesus that Avenged Christ. Sevenfold song was garbage. I can't <laughs> ever. I just, it was so bad. All right. Well, on this episode, we're not sorry. fucking talking about events. I'm sorry, on. Nerver and Chat Pile. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Josh, you have to come back for the fucking Avenged Sevenfold review. I need to. If <laughs> hey, I actually did look at the old Nerver songs though. I did like their last album. I went and looked at what they released in 2019. That's great. I liked everything on the album. Every song was a vibe. This, for some reason, I did not like these two songs at all. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't look up Chat Pile because I didn't know it was two bands. I'm sure I reeling, might like their other music too. Reeling it back in. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, guys. We got, we got, we got it. We got, we get it, Josh. You're apologetic. We'll, we'll move on so though. Bad. We'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about a different artist here, uh, Majalvin Bajubstep. Jake, you have it written here that they're Midwest Cyber Grind. This yeah, is just straight this up true. dubstep. This- this dubstep album is completely different from the last album they put out. <laughs> this okay. is just like a meme thing, I think. It's yeah. Uh, well, I guess the band themselves are Midwest Cybergrind duo from Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Uh, we missed their last record in January. Sorry about that, Bajalvin. Yeah, this is just this is just straight up du- dubstep. It's weird too because it sounds like you're on a spaceship the whole time. Um, that's kind of the vibe I got. I kind of grew out of dubstep. I used to be really fucking into dubstep. I like the big weep womps and the goofy bazoings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of beep boops on this. Uh, I do like that it was different from like what was really popular in 2012. It's it is unique, even if it's a joke. I don't know that it is a joke, but if it's supposed to be a joke, at at the very least, it's very unique. They did a lot of um, the phasing in and out, uh, where there's actually space in the music. It isn't just like a clusterfuck of nonsense sounds. It's very deliberate. Uh, every everything that they threw in here, it's got like the fat ass bass tones. Uh, with the with the fun drops and it made me feel like I was on a spaceship and I think that's a good thing. Um, with that being said, it's not something that is a you know, for me basically is what what it boils down to. I also really didn't like the voiceover in Gucci wristband. That's definitely like a bit, but I didn't like it. <laughs> and this just fuels the fire of Jake being like, Ivy Ivy doesn't like <laughs> Ivy doesn't like funny songs. If you make a funny song, Ivy fucking hates it, and that's not true. I will say there is there is definitely something here in terms of like the comedic element to it that is fun. Uh, with that being said, I am going to give it a participation, <laughs> but not because I think like I don't think it's bad, but it again it's just not for me. It's it's silly fun dubstep. It's produced very well, um, and it has really good tones, and you know everything's very deliberate, and I like that. But uh, I just. It's just not something I would listen to. Uh, but we'll 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 hear from we'll hear from Josh. Okay, so I'm I'm also not a huge dubstep fan either. I say I'm not a fan of anything. I just I'm not a music <laughs> fan. I guess. <laughs> Fuck me. Welcome um, to the podcast. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but uh, production on this was was pretty cool. I I actually liked how everything sounded. I think they overused the whoa 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 the wub the low <laughs> low end wub wubs. That's dubstep, baby. I know, but like you can't have dubstep without it going like the fucking dolphin squeals and like high pitched like shit. You gotta you gotta get the wubs and the the squubs, which are the high ones. I don't the wubs and the dubs and the squubs. And the squubs and the grub. But uh they didn't do a lot of high stuff. Um it was they used a lot of low low wubs. It kinda made listening to all because they were in every every song, the low wubs. If there were more high hybes, I I would have vibed with it a lot more. Um I think if this album had vocals, like if it had some like hyper pop vocals or something over it. I would hella vibe with this. I would really like to hear hyper pop type vocals over this kind of music. <laughs> so, so Josh, what you're slut. saying right now, you're not a bass slut. What's that? A bass, <laughs> bass slut. slut. <laughs> you're not a bass slut? You don't like the you don't like the lows being a little bass slut? Depends. Depends. I guess it depends on the depends on the thing. I I like the bass and sometimes I don't. I don't like music. Obviously. Y'all, y'all just raided something gold, and I just shit on it. Fuck oh my me. god! Oh, shut up! Just, <laughs> just I feel so bad it. about it. Whatever. I need to go Fuck listen you. to it again. I'm gonna Raid. listen to that stuff again, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna make a redemption <laughs> art for them because I feel the so fucking bad. Bajalvin. Hey, R- it, it's bronze medal. I give it a bronze medal. I thought I thought it was cool, but <laughs> it wasn't like. I probably won't go back and listen to it. Okay, <laughs> fucking Jackson. <laughs> 
even in the heydays of the early or late 2000s, early 2010s, I never really got into dubstep. Uh, I've, I've listened to some electronica before, but not really dubstep. Um, I have, I went and listened to other uh, albums from Bajalvin, if, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, it's like J Balvin, but switched around, kind of like the Callous Dowboys. <laughs> I believe that's where it comes from. Interesting. Um, Bajalvin. <laughs> I I think he or if this is a group or a person it's like it's two, two of them. Okay, these uh, these dudes I think uh they had better ideas and executions with their previous albums compared to this one. Uh I think there are a lot of interesting sounds. There were a lot of sounds in this uh EP. Uh I think I think <laughs> the fucking <laughs> I mean, there was just so much different stuff going on at the same time. Like, the fucking Rondo st- stomp that just makes me laugh. I don't know why. Just The whole vocal is just someone going, Rondo. Rondo stomp. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. It's lowest common denominator of comedy. Next to just going on an open mic night and just doing blowing raspberries. I think there was so many ideas and so many uh, different like voice or sound samples that they had that it just became overbearing at times and just like had little direction which uh i've listened to some songs from their 2021 uh album i thought some songs were actually pretty decent but i'm gonna have to give this a respectable participation i'm sorry i wish i yep (laughs) yep (laughs) all right well yeah that all right moving on Maybe I'll give comedy g- aspect of it. Though. Yeah, maybe I'll give I, it a bronze for comedy aspects. I think. Yeah. I think y'all all said great things about it. Like even if it's not your cup of tea, like yeah, I don't think it was bad. <laughs> but it's like I wouldn't go back and listen to it. Uh, I'm going to check their other stuff because you said they're like grindcore, and now I get to listen to some or cybergrind. Sorry, fuck me. I get to listen to some cybergrind, and I'll give you my opinion on cybergrind finally. Wow, we can't wait. Been here on two episodes. (laughs) Nobody knows what I think about cybergrind. Holy shit! All right, all right. What? Josh. Let's (laughs) dogging. Let's just move on. No more dogging. Moving on. Cybergrind burger. True. Cyber I need grind a cyber burger. Grind burger. If I'm around Christ. you guys, I'm gonna get a cyber grind burger. Ooh, Josh has to come to the bowling alley and get the cyber <laughs> grind burger. So you live in fuck. Bowling Green or you live in No, we don't live in fucking bowling green. <laughs> 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 you live in Kentucky. We do. There's I more than one in city in Kentucky. No. It's only Lexington <laughs> okay, and what, what what city you live in? Lexington, you motherfucker. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to me. Listen to my words. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm 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 dialing it down. We're so back. Ivy? Uh we're so back. We're gonna talk about Red Veil. Uh <laughs> I didn't write the album name. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> I have it written down. Uh Red Veil playing with fire. 
an American rapper, songwriter, and record producer from Prince George's County, Maryland. Dude's only 18 years old. Damn. Yeah, that's very impressive. But, on you know, in line with being very impressive, this album's also very impressive. This is not a berm. I want to preface this. This is not a burn. The intro song has the same energy as like the early Logic albums, which I think is a good thing. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's a really good intro to the album. I think Gift Bag has some really cool instrumental stuff. There's like these bright, like guitar sounding tones in the background, like in the instrumental. Um, I don't know if it's actually a guitar or if it is just like some synth stuff they did, but it's really cool. It sounds really good. Uh, that song's dope. The JPEG Mafia feature, very good. JPEG Mafia fucking rules. There's a lot of catchy, fun songs, a lot of cool vocals in this. Captain had my favorite sound on the record. I really liked that song especially. And then I thought the the closer with PWF, uh, that's a really strong closer, really wrapped everything together. Like everything felt very deliberate on this. It was a really cool project. All of the vocal stuff sounded good. All of the production was really good. I definitely want to come back to it. It wasn't my favorite in terms of rap and hip hop, um, but a lot of really cool stuff there. I think I'm going to give it a high silver. I was kind of in between high silver, low gold. Uh, I'm going to give it a high silver. I think it could grow on me. It could get up to that gold spot, um, but still really, really fucking good record. Uh, despite, you know, the small dogging that I had on it. But, uh, Jackson, what do you think? Uh, I'd have to agree with you. Um, the first track, Stuck, uh, greatly differentiates itself from the rest of the album, which I was a bit disappointed with, because I actually liked that type of sound in the first, uh, first track. Not to say the rest of the album was, uh, terrible or anything. I actually really liked it. I thought Black Enough, especially with, uh, a feature from JPEG Mafia, I thought that was a pretty standout track, even if it is, uh, probably the shortest song. Oh, no, the, still, uh, the first song was the shortest, but that was more of an intro. I, at least in my opinion, I think that's what they were trying to do. I think the only negative things I could say is sometimes, uh, Red Veil would kind of repeat and, uh, do the same thing again a couple of times which kind of to me just sounds like he's running out of ideas for a song when the rest of the song is pretty good i don't think there's any bad song i can think of i think these were all good i just wish uh if uh they had more ideas or a shorter runtime it could be more fleshed out i would probably give this a gold but for now i would give this a silver yeah i kind of agree with you too what you're saying about <clears throat> some of the parts repeating it kind of it it gives me that vibe of like the hype man thing where it's like you know you kind of like you say the same thing over and over again to just really like run home the point like build the hype of the song uh but yeah that's kind of what what led me to my silver as well uh josh what do you think about red veil so this this is definitely my release of the week i thought this fucking was amazing i wish i was this talented when i was 18 holy shit (laughs) um i liked all of the synths I liked all of the vocals, even with the repeats, the the melodies were all just really catchy. Everything was just really good to me. I thought it, I thought it was just fucking crazy. I think it's cool that they got a JPEG Mafia feature. That's fucking wild. I did not actually check how well known Red Veil was. I've never heard of him before, but I'm pleasantly surprised with the music and I'm gonna go check more stuff next week at work for sure 
as well as keep listening to this album. I give it a gold, easy gold right here. Dude, I I loved it. Production was great. Good good album. Yeah, Red it looks Bale. like oh, oh, I was going to say it looks like he's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like he was two a, million monthly listener listeners like fuck. He was on scaring the hose. Um, he was the only feature on that record, I believe. Well, shit. Yeah. No, Denny Brown was in it. That, well, he's not featuring. <laughs> he co-wrote every single song. Well, I'm now a big fan. I don't listen to a whole ton of rap music. I was huge with Juice World. Love Juice World. I don't like the last stuff they've been releasing since he died. Yeah. very much yeah. i don't like oh, crap no, but honestly <laughs> i feel like red veil might fill a little bit of the gap that juice world left when he died because i am a big juice stan and i haven't been listening to a whole ton of rap music real juice i only listen cat. to anime osts and video game music <laughs> me too i just lied about all that stuff those okay. real music that should be getting grammys not crap music i was born in the wrong generation my green zelda shirt and my khaki shorts are getting crusty holy fuck guys my stepdad would wear that exact fit (laughs) my dad too does it look Uh, good on him though do they do they pull it off he rocked it he rocked it for the time No, <laughs> I wear I wear khaki shorts no. at work. I wear khaki Dude, shorts in general. You, feel, you do feel like a khaki shorts, shorts guy. I'm the khaki I, shorts I'm just guy. Getting that but hey, for. I wear I wear khaki shorts, but I also find man, I I feel like I feel like um what <laughs> like the the rich the the rich boys that wear like the colorful khaki shorts with like the the sweater wrapped around their waist. I don't wrap my sweater around my waist. <laughs> I wear it on my body like a normal sweater. But um okay. I do wear the colorful khaki shorts. Like I have these pink ones and these like uh like pastel blue turquoise. I, I that's yeah. a vibe. Is there is this yeah. leading to something or No, <laughs> I'm just telling you about my style. That's just, just learning I'm, about Josh. Okay. I wear my sweatshirt like a hat. Also. More Josh lore. <laughs> I wear my sweatshirt like a shoe. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. We're fucking Jesus we're talking Christ. about August. I keep D. derailing. I keep derailing everything. My bad. Josh, shut up. We're talking about <laughs> August D D Day. Uh, Min Yoon Gi, known professionally by his stage name Suga and August D, is a South Korean rapper, songwriter, and record producer. Uh, he's in BTS, so uh, oh, McDonald's meal. We things. gotta really, we gotta really hope that the fucking BTS fans don't find this one, or else my life's <laughs> Come over. On. The BTS meal. I'm getting crucified. I'm going. You're to getting be doxxed. Shot in the streets. This yeah, is the nearest like, McDonald's you live nearby. <laughs> so you're about a dog uh, on bts stands i just i just don't i just don't like this i don't like the auto-tune uh the vocal choices for some for some of like the rap sections too feel like they go and go and go and then they lose momentum and they drag a little bit and then it's just like it kind of putters out at the end which is really weird because the energy for this style of rapping is very like aggressive and powerful it, it's genuinely like it's not something i normally like and i don't really like it in this uh particular way either i i like k-pop i think k-pop's great but i'm a i'm more of a fan of the girl groups i don't really care for the guy groups as much um, I never really got into BTS. I much more prefer like Twice, which everybody fucking loves, or like Red Velvet. So for I, I went into this like you know I like K-pop, uh, but I just don't like the style of rapping. I did think Amig- Amygdala 
Amygdala, Amygdala, whatever, is a standout <laughs> <laughs> despite the auto-tune because it's a little bit more chill. It's a little bit more vibey. I did really like the IU feature. I thought that was really great. I also liked the interlude because it's pretty and I wasn't being assaulted by aggressive rapping the entire time. <laughs> I didn't feel like the last two songs really fit the vibe of the record. Uh, pretty much everything else kind of fit that like, you know, like hard style, you know, the aggressive rapping uh, with the auto tune. And then the last two songs kind of just, they were just different. And then, I don't know, I guess that kind of works for wrapping up the record. But I don't know. I kind of wish there was more of those last two songs and less of the you know first half of the record. With that being said, it was fine. I don't think there's anything egregiously wrong with it. Obviously, you know, it's a K-pop artist. The production's going to be great. Uh, it's always going to be super tight. Every fucking song uh, is going to be, you know, what you expect from K-pop. I'm going to give it a bronze. Uh, BTS fans, do not kill me, please, for the love of God. If you find this, don't you fucking come for me. You the wrong BTS Don't fucking today. come for me. <laughs> you could have you given a gold and a single mild criticism, and they would have lost their fucking minds. Like, we've seen it all Are before they like, with the Melanie Martinez motherfuckers. Like, uh, yeah. it's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. They, they have very very active fan base. Very much so, yeah. Very, yeah, like, very protective of their aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive yeah, fan base. Uh, See, I haven't seen. I, I haven't. Re- I'm totally not immersed into that. So I, don't, I have I've thoughts, but it. again, I'm not trying to get killed by the mob. So, Josh, why don't you tell me what you thought about August D D Day? So this is the first K-pop album I have ever listened to in full. I thought it was good. You said you didn't like the auto tune, but the T Pain vibes because it was very. It was a <laughs> like lot of auto tune. Pain does it. I fair. think. I think this guy pulled it off. I think it sounded good. I do also like it better when T-Pain does it, but I don't think this was bad. That song, Amid- Amygdala, I don't even know I if that's a word or not. Amygdala. That song straight up started out, like the beginning of it, like reminded me of a Juice World song. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> Just like <laughs> the back. the first the first ten seconds of it was like real Juice World vibes for some reason. I just I was like, ooh, is this a Juice World song? But uh, the whole album to me kind of sounds like the kind of stuff in this genre that would come out. Uh, like if it if it came out in the United States, this is the kind of music that played on the radio in like two thousand and three when like T Pain <laughs> was releasing music, like two thousand three two thousand five. I don't know really the the time zone for the the the, the time the era for that, but. Uh, Nothing on this was like like super like to me it didn't sound like super new and like like genre breaking or anything. It really seemed like the kind of stuff you'd hear on the radio back then. But that doesn't mean it's bad. I feel like every song was catchy. None of them really bored me. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying because I don't speak uh, Korean. Yeah, correct. But I don't think that mattered. <laughs> I I heard every time he spoke in English and I was okay with that. Um, and I was okay with the Korean too. I thought I thought it all video? sounded really good. Good time. I give it a silver. I thought right. it was good. Okay. Don't kill me, BTS fans. Jackson. Oh my god, let's stop. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Jackson. I don't know. <clears throat> That's just kind of all over the place. I th- I have to agree the uh like autotude singing, which is <laughs> too much. Um I I don't think there was a single song that I thought the auto-tune singing was good in. That could just be me. I think uh, if... It's not just you. (laughs) Yeah, see, I told uh, you, I like overproduced shit. 
Auto-tune it up, baby. Well, I mean, if uh, the artist uh, did the producing himself, I think uh, that's the that's where it mostly shined with this album, is the production. I thought it was pretty top-notch, which, you know, pop albums always are uh, well-produced, because they've put so much time and money into it. As far as the... Uh, vocals go and the lyrics um i've looked it up a little bit uh it's nothing terrible nothing like game changing it's not he's not trying to be like big l or something like that uh it's just part of the chorus pop rap uh k-pop uh, shit you listen on the radio or that's always playing i did i did notice when you talked about the last two songs they are vastly different from the rest of the album, which I think those were the two highlights as well. It just kind of seems like uh, the artist had two songs um, written out. It's like, actually, we need you to have like 15 songs for this album. It's just like, <laughs> shit them out. <laughs> uh, shit them out and they're still a highlight. There's just bits and pieces on each song that were okay. There were just so many weird choices. Uh, and also just stylistically from K-pop, which I never really got into. I'm going to have to give this a very respectable low bronze. All right. You yeah. better go to sleep with your glasses on and sleep with four eyes open because the BTS fans are coming. <laughs> <for you. laughs> oh, I know on. that uh, Damn. <laughs> Keely, told me, Keely told me that uh, her wife, Tiff, will probably be listening to this episode to hear our <laughs> review. So, uh, Tiff, don't be mad. I'm, I'm, I still want to watch a bunch of uh, K-pop videos with you. It's fine. It'll be, it'll be fun. Anyways, moving on. Last album of the episode, everybody. We made it. It's Enter Shikari, A Kiss for the Whole World. Just end the uh, episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> British rock band formed in St. Albans, Hertfordshire, England, in 1999 by bassist Chris Batten. Lead vocalist and keyboardist uh, Raul Reynolds and drummer Rob Rolf. Uh, y'all fucking know Enter Shikari. We all know Enter Shikari. I genuinely like Enter Shikari. I normally like most of their stuff, but I didn't actually ever listen to them until the beginning of last year. So, like, hmm. pretty much their entire yeah. discography is new to me. Um, I listened to the whole discography. I listened to everything twice, all the way through. And this album itself... it. It feels like it suffers from kind of this trend that I see with these bands that have been around for a really long time. Uh, they're like, they get bigger, uh, their fans love them, their music isn't exactly like, it doesn't deteriorate, right? It, they, it, they don't write like worse music, but it's like the sound itself almost feels like when when the bands get bigger, they kind of stagnate on this one sound and they just like put out a record. I think it does mix some of the cool things that they've done in the past uh, with some newer ideas. There's some cool synth stuff that they always do. Um, vocals always sound great. The instrumentals are fine. I just didn't love it. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's just that it doesn't really capture me the way that their other stuff did. And since they are, like, fairly new to me... I would probably just choose to go listen to their their like first three albums over this simply because I didn't, you know, I haven't listened to them for a lot of years. So if I want to listen to Enter Shikari, I'm going to go listen to that stuff uh, that I just that I just like better. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a bronze. I don't think it's like a bad album. Uh, there just really wasn't anything there particularly for me. Jackson, what do you think? I've listened to Inter Shikari a few times. Um, 
I, to be honest, I'm, I've never been a big fan. Uh, not to say that their music is terrible or anything. I just don't really have much to say. Uh, I just think uh, just the vocals are very. Uh, how do I say this? British over. Over uh, <laughs> that <laughs> overbearing, I guess, is the best way I could say it. Uh, I mean, God forbid if you actually try to put out with vocals. I know it sounds like a fucking half-assed reason to complain about something, but just I never really got into the vocals for Inter Shikari. Um, sometimes the production choices and uh, instrumentals are just just does not clash with the vocals itself flip-flopping away from my complaint some of these songs i did like um and some of these songs i kind of didn't like it was just kind of a mixed bag for me so with all that said i'll give it a respectable bronze for it being okay Alrighty, and josh Oh, I haven't listened to Enter Shikari 10 years. I mean, I listened to the album they released in like 2012 or something. It had like a triangle on it, red triangle. I thought that music was sick. This, on the other hand, nah. Mid. Very mid. This is <sighs> the fucking This Christ. is the McDonald's mid meme for sure. It doesn't sound... Well, I haven't listened to any album they've released since then either, so I have, like, no context on what they sounded like in between that album and this one, but um, this sounds completely different. The first song, he said, like... What was the title of the song? It was, like... Kiss for the whole world. Kiss the world. He said that, like, 400 times during the song. He's giving a little kiss. He's giving the whole world a little kiss, and I didn't feel it. (laughs) I I didn't feel it at all. I didn't feel that kiss. But, uh... Uh, there were some catchy parts throughout the album. Some of the choruses were were catchy. Um, I think the absolute peak of the album was when he said the line "I am a turtle." <laughs> thought that was fucking hilarious for some reason. I I don't know. I I really thought that was funny. I feel like he's that, that was song was probably very serious and in a context that's serious and saying I'm a turtle. I thought that was so fucking funny, dude. I don't know. I laughed. But uh I think the orchestral any any like extra instrumentation, like like there were like violins and like other like trumpets and instruments, whatever they had in the background. When I listened to it, it didn't seem to fit with the music. Like it sounded like off putting to me personally. So I thought it was kinda weird sounding. I'd give I'd give the album a bronze. I don't think it was participation, but I probably won't come back and listen to this ever. That is fair. Uh, Jake, you wanted to talk about this. The floor is yeah. yours. I straight up hate y'all. I'm a inter Shikari dick writer. Okay. Um, uh, till the day I die, probably. Uh, th- though I will say I started listening to them a very similar time to you, Ivy. The end of 2021 is about when I started. Mm-hmm. I listened to their record that came out that year, and it floored me. I still think it's their best record. Everything is true, and nothing is real, or something like that. I can't remember the name, but mm-hmm. I, it's the one with the bust on it and all the weird colors. I I love that album. It I it damn near made my number one of the year, and I had to listen to it for like maybe two weeks beforehand. So I feel like I've gone through their whole discography a couple times as well. I feel like they've only gotten better with time they've gone from a post-hardcore band with more hardcore elements and some electronica sprinkled in to more like it's more electronica now and uh 
the last rock stuff. And I thought I thought the last record was a perfect balance. I really do believe that's their best record still uh, after listening to this one a few times. I think this record is interesting. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag for me. But the more I listen, the more I love it. It's, it's sort of... Uh, especially when you read the lyrics. Josh, you were saying he says he's a turtle... He says a lot of stuff. Like he, he's not afraid <laughs> he to be silly with his lyrics. That's what makes the band unique from, well, I from remember Rose writing. There was a song, I don't know how old it is. I think it came off that album with the triangle on it. He said something about like a nuclear submarine. Like there was a whole spoken word part in the beginning of the song. That song was so fucking good. Like the spoken word yeah. part was cool too. Yeah, they it's they have a very earnest sense uh or Rue I rather has a very earnest sense of songwriting and like you can definitely interpret it as corny if you want to be like that, but it I think everything he says he truly means it and uh I just love their albums and so many songs, you know, are negative you know, in your feels and emotions and shit like that. Uh, and Inner Shikari always brings some uh, positivity to the sound, which I, I enjoy a lot. I think uh, Pulses does a very similar thing, honestly, and I can't help but think that's Matt a little bit since he's a huge Inner Shikari fan as well. But uh, I will say this album, speaking just on A Kiss for a Whole World, it's a little rough for me. I like that, like, um, on leap into the lightning the like little ending outro is cut it's like two different songs so you can definitely put a leap into the lightning and not have to deal with like that like little electronic section because i didn't really care for that i like that they incorporate strings and stuff into some of the songs they had some of that last record as well it I just think I maybe wanted a little bit more. Maybe a few more songs to flesh it out. I, I think it's just missing something for me, maybe. Um, but there's nothing I can really say that I find awful or off-putting. Uh, it just, it unfortunately is following up an album I thought was kind of a masterpiece. So I'm going to have to give this one a high silver, uh, with definitely potential to grow into a gold. All right. review. Homie, Love your review is gonna gonna make me go and listen to the entire discography. It's I will good. make it. It's worth it. I will I will do it, and then I'll listen to this album again after having listened to the entire discography, and I'll 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 see how I like it then. Because maybe it's right. just you, maybe you better just, have done I'm all this shit when you come back next time, <laughs> or else <laughs> the fans to are gonna be pissed. I'll go listen to the the. I grindcore, not grindcore. Cybergrind. <laughs> Cybergrind. <laughs> I keep calling it grindcore. It's because there's this gumball, Amazing World of Gumball thing. They were talking about grindcore on that fucking cartoon. Now, anytime I hear the word grind in a genre, I think of grindcore. All right. Okay. Well, you fucking listen to that. You get back to us. But that, we're getting into the end of the show here. Uh, first, I wanted to give a shout out to myself, and uh, but more specifically, <laughs> uh, Matt. Because uh, we, were, we were just talking about Matt. Matt loves Enter Shikari. But uh, this week, this past week, uh, at the time of this recording, um, we released uh, collaboration, um, New Witch's Tongue and Matt's Bad Luck Beats. Uh, we did a remix of our single Ghost Girl. Uh, Matt fucking knocked it out of the park. Uh, it's really, really cool. If you want to, yeah. you can check that out. Uh, New Witch's Tongue Ghost Girl remix featuring Bad Luck. Um, and if you want something similar, I know that Matt 
takes commissions. That's how we got uh, that collab with him. So definitely hit him up for commissions. He's very, very good. He does some fun stuff. I think that remix turned out really fucking cool. You know what, Josh? Uh, Sorry. You on Poncord, y'all, or sorry, on Poncast, y'all do song challenges. You should honestly invite Matt from Pulses on. I'd the, love, the I'd Matt fucking love Ivy that. was just talking about. Because he, he made our intro song. Yeah. Um, that's his vocals in the intro song. And uh, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a great candidate. It'd be yeah. fun. I'm gonna, I, I've been thinking about inviting other people, and I, it's, it's hard to find somebody who's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wanting to put time into that yeah, yeah. for a fucking meme <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah but uh let's go ahead josh um you're the guest so go ahead and shout your shit out uh talk your shit and then we'll wrap the show up listen to new witch's tongue <laughs> um i agree it was it was a good thing matt did good job go matt go new witch's tongue Listen to Properties of Nature as well and the podcast. Yeah. All righty. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thanks again, Matt Burridge, for our theme song and Kyle Culp for our artwork. Please consider following us and rating us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. It helps us get out to more people. It's really good for the algorithm. Uh, And we appreciate every rating that we get. Um, please consider checking out our Patreon. You get extended versions of the main pod with music and our after show called Mutant Puke After Dark. Uh, once again, thanks so much. Thank you, Jackson, as always. Uh, thank you, Josh, for being on the show. Uh, and thanks, Jake, for producing the show. Uh, y'all do the work. You put in the work and make this shit happen. Uh, and for that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, baby. Thanks again, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>